Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Feeling stuck in your current job? Looking for a career pivot? Are you a proven leader looking to step up? The University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business prepares students to meet challenges, solve problems, and obtain a profound understanding of how to operate in the modern economy. With MBA and MS programs offering flexible options to fit your lifestyle and goals. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more today at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired. Fearless. Unstoppable. Hey, welcome into another week, week 11, episode 11 of On My Block, a Green Bay Packers podcast with myself, your host, Amon Green, along with my co-host, good friend and teammate, Mike Wall. Mike, how you doing, man, this week? Man, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me uh, join you on this little soiree. This is a, um, hey, you come off, sometimes you lose some games, right? This is one of those right. games that everybody was talking about. This, this might be a trap game. For the Packers, and it didn't really feel like a trap game. Like I think it was a one point spread. Like it was one of those deals where this this is gonna be a toss up. It's a tough place to play. Mm-hmm. And I came out of the game. Like I don't know about you, man, but I kind of came out of the game going like, "Nah, we lost the game." You know, like let's yeah. not throw up the red flag or let's let's not let's not worry about anything. Let's just lost the game. There's some things to correct, but it was it was a good game. Like uh, the Vikings did exactly game. what they needed to do to win. Yeah, and I felt the same way. I mean, I remember we had games like this in Minnesota where we come out. You know what? This is a good team. We went back and forth. I mean, I think for a stretch there, a lot of our wins and losses were less than six points in uh, Minneapolis or them coming to Green Bay. So we, we knew that we lost to a good team, and this is still a good team, well-coached team. I call – uh, what's the name? Uh, the head coach, Mike Zimmer. He's very stubborn and stingy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you yeah, see man. him on the sidelines pacing, you know he's that coach that he will not give you the credit when you earn it. He'll basically look at you and be like, what you looking at me for? <laughs> Get out of my face. You made your play. Okay. He's not going to give it to, or he maybe does, but obviously not during the game. Um, and, and I think this team definitely has the same identity. They, you know, they make it easy or they don't make it easy for you to score points, you know, as in yeah. you watch the game, you know, Packers offense, Aaron, uh, AJ, they had to basically work for those touchdowns. Every time Aaron's dropping back in a pocket, he's got people in his face. They put in that, I mean, he did uh, – I say Zimmer does an outstanding job, and, and along with the veteran defensive players like uh, Hunter Smith in the defensive backfield, Griffin that's back on the team. He went to Dallas for a few years. They disguise stuff because they know they have to because they, can, they, they know they're dealing with a guy who can read the defense that knows how to manipulate 
players and then they got the coordinator and the head coach that know how to manipulate formations to tell the defense what they're in you know we oh we know we know they're in cover one man press or whatever and so i wish they would have told our defense what we were in man because a couple times they blew coverage but right right (laughs) on on goal i mean we're going to talk about it here in a minute but yeah uh on the goal line it was a few plays there and so you know, just like I said, they they stingy. They make things hard, which you should be. You know, you want to be that team offensively and defensively that you're stubborn. You know, you're going to try to keep me out the end zone. We're going to get in there. And and I saw your comment here on the run, on the run of shows and, you know, Kirk Cousins and, and his credit being earned. And, yeah, he's definitely in this game. He stood in that pocket, took some hits, was able to take those hits. And, and then some of them penalty turned into penalties too. something that he wasn't trying to, you know, coax out. As we know, with some quarterbacks, he actually took the hit and got the ball out of there and just making some great plays for his team. You know, there's sometimes when you go into so we know how hard it was to play in the old Metrodome, right? Yes, and, I mean, it's like for, for, for fans, Definitely. just understand like the game, the day after the game, we had to watch game film from the Metrodome. The game film was literally shaking like the, the rafters. It was so loud and raucous in there that the game film was literally shaking. So you was like you're getting vertigo when you're watching the watching the replay in back now back in Green Bay in your own film room like it was nuts. So it's hard to play. I think I think the new places is, is is every bit as difficult to play in from a crowd noise perspective. And when you go into a game where teams are, you know, relatively, especially you start looking at injuries, everything's adding up like we're relatively equal right there's there's strengths and weaknesses but we're relatively equal i think as as a coaching staff you have to look at the entirety of the game plan like how many points do you think it's going to take to win and how are Mm -hmm. we going to get there because what i saw at least in the beginning of the game and it ended up hurting us in the end was that we were a ton of feast and famine plays early in the game Tub, yeah, you know, a lot deep. a lot of deeper shots instead yeah, of instead of other words getting to the early. ball into our hands of our skill position players on the line of scrimmage near the line of scrimmage let them turn get seven yards get eight yards maybe get a first down right but yeah. keep the sticks moving keep the pressure on and you flip you flip the coin and you say okay the minnesota vikings now they made a ton of contested throws throws for first down but they they mm-hmm. just kept the sticks moving Right. They got they were happy with getting three, four, five yards of carry in the run game. Yep. They didn't really care, but they're going downhill. They're moving the chains. They weren't in third and long situations. Right. They just kind of kept ahead of the sticks. Like people talk about that all the time. Can you keep ahead of the sticks? I mean, yeah. count how many times we were third and eight plus versus them in the first half. And so what happens is we end up having as a defense having to go through eight play drives, 12 play drives, 14 play drives. And by yeah. the end of the fourth, man, that wears on you. And all of a sudden, the bigger plays start popping up, right? And you you turn look, you turn around, you give up over thirty points for the first time in a long time. And that's yeah. where I just thought as a, I just thought as a. Well, let me let me start with this. Like before the game, I tweeted mm-hmm. out after just watching, literally, like you, Ag, you know, we watch a lot of Packers stuff, man. I'm not going back and watching a ton of Viking State, right? right? I went back and watched like half of the last game, and I just put out put this out there. If the Packers want to be effective today on on offense, efficient, you have to not run the ball sideways. You have to run the ball downhill because their linebackers and their defensive linemen, what they're really good at is finding the gaps in space between offensive linemen. And yeah. it, Hendricks you, is good at that. Hendricks yeah, is very and good you're just going to get stretched out. You're never going to get on Hendricks. You're never you're never going to get on uh, Anthony Barr, who's been there forever. Right? You're not going to get you're not going to get to those linebackers. 
And every time we stretch it out, man, we don't get anything. We get two, three yards tops. Okay. And now you're putting yep. yourself kind of behind the sticks again. And if you look at the way the first half of the football went, like we kind of get away from the running game to say, it's not working. I know on, I see on social media, these guys are complaining about how they're blocking, dude. It's not how we were blocking. It's like, you actually are running the wrong place. You need to get behind your guys, run the ball downhill, right? Because that's what we're good at. And we're not good at running. We're not good at trying to chase down linebackers. It's just like, you have to kind of understand what, it goes back to like understanding the the game plan as an entire concept. If yes. you're going to go out there and stretch the defense, right, and, and do something they're good at, you're taking away now. You're taking away the run game, which means passing game. Aaron's toes hurt. You're yep. going to do a lot more drop back Planning passes. Throw is going to be a problem. Exactly. So now it's all of a sudden your mobility is an issue. So you're going to do a lot more drop back. You're kind of playing into their hand, right? And just it's you're, kind of that one singular decision starts affecting everything, including the defense. And now is going to have to because they've made a different decision on offense. They'll dink a dunk, right? Yep. So now we're, we're stuck in these situations where we're getting 12, 14 plays on defense. That's impossible. Yeah, when you look, when you talk about that dink and dunk uh, mentality, that's kind of like what Tom Brady and, and Bill Belichick used to do. They used yeah. to dink and dunk a defense, wear them out. And we know how to wear a defense out. We played an offensive scheme that basically we beat you up. Come fourth quarter, our five, our three to two yard gains in the first quarter, fourth quarter there was six seven eight yard nine ten yard gains because it's just staying consistent to the run you know watching the second half of the minnesota vikings offense come out they had 12 plays before i think 13 plays total and i think nine to eight plays of those 13 plays were run plays or short screens bludgeoning the defense and you say you got great players in and kenny clark in the middle you got a, a goodman playing really deandre goodman playing really or campbell deandre campbell excuse me playing very good but when those guys are tired they're they're human they're tired so consistently like you said that's what minnesota was doing zimmer was doing sticking to the run short passes just beating them up and then later on when they needed the big throws the big catches and actually matching play for play for play with uh aaron and the um, offense and you know msv showing up and um, i'm definitely like subtly surprised aquamedia st brown when yeah. he caught the ball, he actually did something with the ball. He's got a know? little speed to him, doesn't he, AG? He has some speed, some speed. He, he has the North size. He did. I mean, he got he was making plays, decisive cuts, and getting up that, that ball up the field. And to do that now tells the offense uh person play calling plays, tells Aaron, like, okay, if I get him the ball, he could do this now. So that's a good thing that came out of this game. You got these young players stepping up, AJ Dillon. Um, played out, played pretty good. You know, he came in here. He had, I think, oh, overall 16 touches. I would have gave him, you know, another 10 touches because you saw, you saw what Minnesota did with Dalvin Cook. We, we already talked about it, bludgeoning him five yard, two yard, three yard gains, and then accumulating first downs on them three, four yard gains at a time. And say, do the same thing. You got a guy that is a young guy, catch the ball great out the backfield, but do what he can do. Give him the ball going downhill, power plays, ISO plays. And I know they have them. They run them, you know, with the different uh, formations they have. So do that. And I think they can wait away from that because they knew they saw their backs were against the wall in a tough environment and a solid defense. Because even though the defenses gave up a lot of points, they were still in the positions they needed to do or needed to be come come when the game was on the line. Yeah, for sure. And it's and it's always, you know, I, th I think that the Chargers coach said this a couple of weeks ago. Regardless of how your run game's going, the reason that you stick with it is because you have to have that kind of physical presence. You have to be able to impose your physical presence on the other team, especially when you're on the road. And when you go away from it, when you run sideways, when you don't run downhill, the mentality is 
different, right? You and I know this better than anybody. When you run downhill, when you're imposing your will, now that defensive lineman has to think about so many other things than just pin my ears back, try to get to the quarterback, try to create problems for Aaron Rodgers, right? And, you know, they did a very, I thought they did a very nice job. Like Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, he's going to beat that. Eventually, he's going to open up a can on, on anybody. You give him enough, enough throws. Right. And so in the second half, he was amazing. It just, it, unfortunately, it wasn't enough because defensively, we were worn out. You know, we had spent the last, what, seven, eight games yeah. playing this. Hey, we'll let you throw underneath. We're not going to get beat deep. We were sounding coverage for the most part, especially the last like five, six games. Sounding yeah. coverage. And the Vikings were like, hey, listen, we're just going to take whatever you give us. Kirk Cousins was so happy to take whatever they would give us. Short and routes. Yep. Short routes. Hey, listen, crossing routes. Mm-hmm. Our co- we blew coverage multiple times. Like King and Stokes both had rough days just from, from identifying. Exactly. Like, I think the, the first deep crossing route that they had, everyone's playing man except for Kevin King's playing off two. And, like, he <laughs> – yeah, like his guy goes you're across. Play- he's like, "Are we switching this?" It's like, "To who?" Yeah, you're you know going to be running with him. Yeah, yeah that's your guy. <laughs> I just, saw you that know, too. It's just one of those deals, man. And you know, Stokes had a couple. Of, he he had a he had a hard time, which he's had a hard time. Kind of, if there was one knock on him this year, it's like, can you pick up the ball in the air? You know, there was a couple of situations, but we're not communicating. Look, when you're running deep crossing routes, when you're switching off the line of scrimmage with guys like Jefferson, guys like Thielen. Like that creates communication issues and they just wanted right. to test us. Right. And, and they, they found out this is, again, this is kind of like, I, this is why I look at it and go, look in week 10, week 11, it's kind of good to see this. Cause this is what we have to shore up on defense against really, really elite level talent at the wide receiver position with a guy who can deliver yep. the ball. Cause this is what you're going to see in the playoffs. So we have right. to shore up that, that area of opportunity. Right. Yes. I mean, you talk about those two players the Jefferson and Thielen, I mean, two plays, they run the same thing, just switch out. They basically move Thielen around one way. Like, first, they're on the line of scrimmage in a slot. He motions his in. They come off the ball. He trails uh, Jefferson, and he's waiting for Kevin King to show me your coverage. He shows, show, you know, and, and then Kevin King sits. Okay, I got inside leverage. Okay, I'm going to go outside. Boom, touchdown. You know, he catches the ball, makes a quick move, gets in. And then later on, I think it was uh, late, the second, second quarter, same thing, same um, concept but different formation. Now you put Justin Jefferson in shotgun, motion him out the same where he trailed. He's trailing Thielen. Thielen goes, actually goes inside, but a little higher is almost like a level route. And then Jefferson breaks also inside, but he's on the goal line. He catches the ball on the two long yard line. And I'm like saying to myself, where did, why did DB's giving them so much space on the five yard line? I'm like, I'm going to be in your face. You know, if you beat me, you beat me because the ball just got thrown in there, but I'm not going to, not I'm gonna be and I'm not gonna have my feet on the end zone or the goal line and you're on the two yard line. I said I'm gonna have right. I'm gonna be on the one yard line. So if I hit you, then the momentum doesn't take me into the end zone. The momentum I'm gonna hit you going backwards instead of going into the end zone. So there's just little things like that. I say as a player awareness that was I say on that you know maybe a little bit afraid of the speed and the talent, but you can't you got to play. You can't be afraid of anything and anybody. You got to give them respect, but say hey, I'm not gonna let you score by coming off of you within five yards and I'm sitting on the, I'm sitting in the end zone, you know, and that's an easy score. You can't give that up. Yeah, for sure. And it's funny for all the, for all the fans out there, they always think that like there's some super complicated routes and all these concepts that are really hard in the NFL. If you look at uh, Jefferson's first catch down, it brought him down to the one yard line for the first yeah. touchdown. And then you look at MVS's first deep ball on the left side. Those yeah. are, those are just flood concepts that I was running as a freshman in high school. 
They were yeah. literally just flood concepts from like your day one install in high school. They, now, are they bringing them from different positions, right? Are they taking the back out of the backfield to go to the flat? Sure, 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 sure. But it's just a question of execution, putting the ball in space on time, and then wide receivers going out and making a play, right? It's always mm-hmm. been the same stuff. They might dress it up different, but it really goes down to can you identify that as a defensive player? Can you identify what the concept is early so that you're not playing too far back and you can't make those jumps? You have the confidence but that you can close on the speed, you can close on the ball, and then go ahead and try to make those plays in the air, right? That's exactly. what's uh, that's what sometimes is, is just – that's what's so much fun about the sport, really, is you had, you had a lot of talented players in the defensive backfield for us, and you had a lot of talented players on, on their side. And, you know, that was one of those games where I think because Cousins was allowed to – or Cousins, for his credit, delivered the ball in pressure situations. He did. With people in his face. And whether it was a 20-yard pass, whether it was an 8-yard or a 4-yard check down, he delivered the ball in a position. So the body position of the receiver was that he could turn and get yards. Because mm-hmm. that's too, that's big too, right? He's not catching, so he's got to slow down. He's putting the it's ball in situations, him. You know, where, yeah, him, so. situations where the guy can get moving still. And he just, you know, he's one of those guys that, you know, I've never been a huge fan of Kirk Cousins. I never thought he was an elite-level quarterback. Neither. I'm right there he does you. have these games where you're like, damn, man, the kid's pretty good. Like, he's a good player. Uh, yeah, I hate to say it, but he, he was a good player yesterday. Yeah, he has those moments. Like you said, he has those moments where he actually steps up to the game, where he has his – when he was in that the Washington football team saying, you know, do you like that or whatever? He gets right. excited, and he has those moments. Then when it gets him, it gets him excited to play. And I saw him on the sidelines. He got to kind of animate it on some of the plays that he missed, knowing that he should have got the ball, you know, to his receivers, took in the big hit where he stood in the pocket, got the personal foul, roughing the passer. And, you know, it was an interception. Darnell Savage, second, you know, second time he had his hands on the ball. It was an interception, but then taken away. And then later on in the game, he had the big interception once the t- the score was tied, but he didn't finish the catch. As we know, you know, the ball hit the ground, fumbled around. But another play where he was in, the, in terms of Savage was in the right play, um, right position. But um, Kirk Cousins trying to uh, make a big play for his team. You know, I didn't think I thought it was too early. You know, you get the ball right back. I know it's a change of, you know, change yeah. of a momentum thing, but you still got two minutes. You got a, you still got a lot of time. You had two timeouts. Why are you trying to throw it deep already on the first play? I mean, maybe obviously the play calling. You got to do the play calling, but be smart with the ball, though, and just make sure you keep the ball. You live to the next down to make sure you can convert and continue to drive and not lose the ball. But it got turned away, like I said, with the um, it being incomplete, not being not being a complete catch. Yeah, and the thing is, too, you think about Cousins. Are, I'm, I'm, I'm giving them some praise because I think he deserves it, but – we also had the opportunity to get more than the, we had, we had at least what, two or three more picks. We had mm-hmm. Savage had a pick that they got, I, Kiki got he called for the roughing the passer play, which was honestly like, I'm, I'm just so tired of these. Yeah, that calls, one was man. tacky one. That was a tacky yeah, it's one. Just an, it was just another call where you're like, come on guy. Like, I don't know. We'll talk about it later, but you, you saw the, the play in, uh, in the night game, the chargers game. So the Steelers chart or Steelers chargers game hits off Hayward. He, he tips the ball. Guy comes in and grabs it. Offensive lineman spears this dude right in the face, knocks his helmet off. The whole deal, right? Easy. No like if that's what we're calling, then it's that's what we're calling. Like that's a that's a flag, right? No flag. Right. Guys like no flag. Guys right. Like, look, no flag. Guys, like, you know, dude's cross-eyed and everything. It's like ah, no big deal. Wasn't a quarterback. You know what I mean? It's just like I just getting so sick of these calls because then they scored two plays later. And look, it's it's unfortunately when you're in a tough environment. Sometimes you have to have the calls go your way. You have yeah. to create some of your own, you know, you have to create some of your own luck in quotes, right? 
where preparation yep. meets opportunity kind of you have exactly. to create your own luck some of this some of the stuff just you know we we play you know, it's like you played well enough to win you played well enough to lose exactly yeah. It, yeah. It, it is but it's it was nice to see and i thought early in the game like mbs had a couple because he's been you know, in and out of the lineup with injury but it was nice to see him really catch fire there as the game went on he had a couple he did have a, a connection early but he was a big play machine in this he was. you know when lazard's out and you're you're kind of looking for that tanyan's been is out now he's going to be out and you just start going okay where are we going to where are we going to generate that that offense from he did a great job man he's got some he's got some serious play speed yeah he's definitely it's that old adage that we know you know next man up um attitude um and he's coming in and make plays he's making catches getting open um couple throws where aaron was probably disappointed at himself just out the reach, just right off of MSV, MVS's uh, fingertips early in the um, first half and then continue. But, but he knows he has that uh, trust with Aaron now because Aaron keeps going back to MVS. He knows yeah. now and obviously with that big over the top win where they had a good blitz and, and, and Aaron just got it off. But we'll talk about the protection here coming up in trench warfare. So I'll let you uh, start it off here in the trench for how the linemen and how the linemen interacted in this game of, of Packers versus Vikings. Yeah, and I think, again, if we're going to talk about our offensive line and, and, and the running backs and the job we did for protection in the run games, run game in particular, and you got to understand, are you playing Aaron Rodgers has a toe, which is going to limit kind of the play calls and the mobility, so we're going to do a mm -hmm. lot more pocket passing and a lot of like kind of the, the quick, you know, the key play actions, the rollouts, the, the running, is, you know, some of his elusiveness is not just not going to be there. But I really do think this game, and part of it is a consequence of that, but the, it was more about the way we went about attacking their defense than our, mm -hmm. than like how we play. Like I just don't think we're capable. If you said, if you said, Mike, are we capable as a unit to block them on stretch runs in this game? I just would have said I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call a single one. I, I might call I one or two just for just for you know to to keep them honest. But I wouldn't really. I wouldn't call those plays. You put them downhill. You put them in a. You put him in nickel. You take a tight end away. You run the read off the six-man box. You just make it an RPO pass so you can read that defensive end so you can get off the backside, right? If you want to yep. run two tight ends, you run the kick play. But you're running things that are kind of downhill centered so you can get your doubles and you can get into their smaller linebackers. Like Kendricks makes so many plays when you stretch him because he's so fast, man. Yep. And he just and has a nose smart. for the ball. So it's like if yep. you're not going to do that and you're just going to let him – you're going to let him kind of get where he wants – it's going to be a long day. They're they're designed for him to make plays not being blocked. So if you're going to exactly. stretch, if you're going to run stretch, you better make sure you're, you know, that's why we ran gap. That's why we down blocked that's and right. pulled. Really the reason you do it. that is because you have to cut that defense in order to get a lineman to the second level. That's really why you're doing it, right? It's not for the flow. Yep. It's to get the lineman to the second level so you have a chance and he's not going to get you in run through. So I exactly. thought we just didn't – I didn't think we game planned that very well, to be honest with you. I thought the game plan was a little bit better than ours, just in the way that they were satisfied. We're going to be who we are. We're going to stay on – we're going to stay on schedule. We're going to – you know, we're going to – we're going to get – we're going to get in front of the sticks, that, that idea. Um, right. You know, it looked – yeah, I say it looked like a game plan that was still tailored towards the pass game, you know, towards Aaron. I mean, what you have the weapons. You have Aaron. You had Devontae. And then you have – like we said, the two young receivers are Marquez Valdez, Scantling, and Aquaman and St. Brown stepping up. But look at the players. Look about the look at the team you're about to play against, and then go off of that. You got this defensive line front that is mean and heavy, and they're smart. They're and they've been together a long time. And then you got the deep. You got the linebackers that are like you said, Hendricks, athlete, sports and has football IQ very high. 
So he knows how to hit the and shoot the gaps when and when to do it. And when how you know, and he gets skinny, he gets through that. I've seen him do it a lot again in other games. So then, like I said, you do that when you got Hutter Smith and the DBs on the back end are all coached very well. So it's like, yeah, you got to budget them because I remember our games, like I'll say, for example, against Minnesota or against the Bears, we knew we had Erlacher that could just exploit the edge. If we did any power tosses, we were going nowhere. Or we were are we getting very little. So that when we will come to sideline yelling at Coach Sherman, hey, power, ISO all day, bludgeon them, beat them up. Because then third, fourth quarter, the guys are beat up. They don't want to see this number 30. They don't want to see 33 coming downhill, 68, uh, 62, busting them in the mouth. You know, that is what frustrates the defense. When it's fourth quarter, it's like, oh, my God, they still coming with this power. <laughs> They're still running this ISO double team up to the linebacker, up to the mic. It's still happening. And so – that's I say that I agree with you. It just was a little off knowing that you got a different defense. This is not the defense we've been facing like they brought to face with the Rams coming in town. This is it, they do have obviously they have Aaron Donald, but they're more back in pressure, getting interceptions, creating you know problems in the passing game. And said so this defense here is real. Zimmer has them a little bit more balanced where they can push you in the um, middle. To, to get that pressure on your quarterback and then make it rough on you um, running the ball because AJ, you know, he had 11 carries, maybe 44 yards. But like I said, you stick with that another 10 carries, he's busting in the 60 to 70, 80 yard, um, yards per game and being effective and being letting that defense know the run game uh, is established. Yeah. And it's, there was a great stat on, um, on Derek Henry before he got, he got his injury mm -hmm. and it was, he was just doing their yards per carry by quarter. And it was literally like, two yards of carry in the first quarter, 2.3, something like that. And then it's it went to like three, then it went to five. And then fourth quarter, it was like seven or eight. And it's, it's like, that is every, like every single offensive line room, running back room, offensive coordinators room should have that stat sitting somewhere on a poster to just understand, like, just trust it. Yeah. Run the stuff that you believe in, run the stuff that's going to allow you to physically dominate in the third and fourth quarter. And just keep doing right. it and just be satisfied with it. Be you have the you have the horses to do it. Your offense is actually designed to do that as far as the people that you've decided to put up front. So go ahead and, and take advantage, right? Like you have one of the best yeah. blocking tight ends in the game. You got a 250 pound back with 33 inch quads. Like go ahead and go downhill. Like just just it just live in it, right? Because one thing the Vikings do maybe better than others, especially because of Harrison Smith, is his ability mm -hmm. to disguise blitz, to disguise coverages, to, to let you know when he's going to be a box player and when he's going to drop. Like right. He creates problems, especially with the, the crowd noise there and the commotion, because it's not just Aaron that has to know, right? It's Aaron that has to know and then make sure that everybody else is aware as well, including the running mm -hmm. backs for blitz pickup, the receivers for hot routes, et cetera. So I thought that, you know, I thought that we did a, a, a good job overall. We, we still scored a ton of points. You know, Aaron was relatively clean during this game. He held mm -hmm. the ball on a couple of these plays for maybe longer than you would hope for against Minnesota. Bit, yeah. You know, and then I, I think the last thing we really want to talk about on offense, I mean, Billy Turner had a couple of holding calls that were unfortunate, you know, maybe not yeah. his best day, but he's always kind of consummate pro. I think he's – I. He, it wasn't even really position. a bad game. It's like one of those games where you're just like, man, I don't know if I would have called both of those. Maybe, maybe one of them was was warranted, but it's just yeah. it's it's again, it goes back to we talk about the referees all day. But <laughs> um, you know, uh, honestly, you you scored enough points 
to be to call it a successful day. You would love to just be able to stick to the run again because I think the complimentary football, it would have made a big difference for our defense. And, yep. and, and that's really where, where I would leave it on the offensive side. I don't know if you have anything else to add. Yeah, I mean, Aaron does. I'll say the only thing I'll add is Aaron, uh, when you talk about the uh, defense and being worn out, Aaron does, you know, along with the run game, with the pass game, what he does is always let that play clock run down to zero when they have when they have the ball. So that play clock running down zero, that's just time. That time of possession starts to mount up, and that's something that, along with the run game, that would have been double the uh, impact on the Vikings defense being worn out and not being able to make the plays that they did come fourth quarter because they're wore out if you keep running the ball with AJ in the game. You know, but like I said, they converted more to the pass game come that second half because the scores were coming a lot frequently because just, you know, blitzes weren't getting to Aaron. They were, you know, like I said, he was clean. And I say on a big play from uh, to Aaron to Marquez, it was a good stunt. They blitzed the double A gap, but the offensive line for the Packers did a great job of picking it up along with A.J. Dillon in that backfield. And you had the big, you know, 65, 70 yard touchdown catch and reception um, for that. You get set so. down, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, A.J.? Yeah, he bar sat him hey, down though. You take no, hey, listen, I've been sat down too. I've been Me sat too. down too. Especially against Minnesota. <laughs> he did get sat down. He didn't think Anthony Anthony Barr's a big man now. Man, he's man, he's what is he? He's six three or six four. Dude, I think he's like six four, two sixty, two fifty five. He's a big dude, man. Yeah, dude, he's a he big be dude. Power, that's power forward, man. That's yeah, like man. crazy. <laughs> so yeah, I know. I've been sat down. I remember in them seeing the ceiling of the Metrodome. Like, is that is that asbestos <laughs> up there or is that a speaker? Look, because a big linebacker just hit me in my. But I took one for the team. It was a touchdown that's right. catch. That's uh, hey, that's pretty much. You just said you just you just described what what does an offensive lineman do for his for his career? I just takes one for the team. Yep, <laughs> I've been so I under I completely understand that. So you got a couple more things in here. Y'all know. Yeah. You so so if you if you talk about from the defenses, look defensively, we played really well. I mean, and here's yes. here's something that we probably don't talk about: Rashad Rashad Gary being out. Like they mm-hmm. play, so what what did the Vikings do first of all? Early downs, they're playing a ton of twenty one personnel, which we really don't see that much anymore in the NFL, right? And we're matching right. it. And at times, we actually got four D tackles playing in the game instead of playing our usual like jam front on first or mm-hmm. or you know we we always see nickel obviously with two stand up ends. And you know Preston Smith had a nice day, but you just start looking at what happens when like Rashawn Gary is the closest thing we have to a game plan defender right now. And yeah. when you get rid of that, when you don't have that game plan defender and, and Kenny Clark was dominant. I mean, from the first play, he's in the back. That'll be one. That'll be one game yeah. plan defender. Right. Yeah. There. But yeah. So he, he so here's the deal though, AG, like I don't, I don't disagree okay. that he's that kind of talent, but if you don't have a pass rush, then like from an offensive line standpoint, it's mm-hmm. like, remember when you used to have to play tractor trailer and Keith and, yep. and Washington, so we knew that it was really tough to move them, but we're also like, nah, you don't really pass rush. So you only scare us on half the plays, right? Got so it. Kenny Clark, until he until he gotta be, so gets he gotta that be dominant pass basically. rush where he's like, I'm going to get eight and a half to ten sacks a year. Then from my perspective, I'm like, dude, he's a dog. Don't worry. I love that guy, and I love the way he plays. But until you get some bona fide moves, I'm not really worried about you in the pass game. Gotcha. Does that make sense? That makes sense, 100%, because basically he's going to show up on certain plays. Yeah, that's what I hear. And yeah. as a player, I know, OK, you know, I had line. I remember it was linebackers that I played against that I knew, OK, he's going to, you know, it was an unfortunately great friend. Great. Again, he's a Hall of Famer, Brian Erlacher. Not saying he yeah. took plays off. I just knew the plays that he was going to make a play on yeah. was the outside toss plays, was right. the 
outside zone plays that eight, uh, 92 or 98, 99 handoff solid, Erlacher was going to show up because what he's going to do, he's going to run around you and then slip through the tackle or slip through the block and, and then, you know, trip me up, you know, because he knew his advantage. He knew he had speed. So, yeah, definitely understand that. We ran 90. I was a funny story about him. I remember we ran 96 power once. And as many times we ran it against him, he got a me lot. one time. He got me one time where he actually like stood me up. And I remember, I still remember the play to this day. I was shocked. And I don't mean like, and no disrespect, right? He was a great, he's a Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Defensive player of the year, the whole thing. But I remember I was like, did you just hit me? Like, because he he wasn't like, he wasn't that kind of guy. He wasn't that guy. He didn't Ooh. want it, you know, he didn't want any right. of that, you know? Right. It was funny. But, we, oh, yeah. But we, so, so we matched, right? And we ended up playing 4D tackles sometimes. And it was, it was in response to, like, we literally had, uh, 96 95 94 and 97 on the field at the same time versus yeah. 21 personnel we Man took Caster, all our dns yeah. out at the game of stand-up guys and i actually liked it because when gary's not in the game and you don't have that guy who's a constant threat mm -hmm. you might as well just stop something because like 53 is not in there making any plays in the past game anyways i mean mm -hmm. no i mean he you know every all these guys are pros but he's not making a lot of pressure he's not getting his hands on guys he's not he's not worried kirk, kirk Cousins didn't worry about him right Right. And it was unfortunate, and we'll see these guys again. Hopefully, he's back because when I when I watch the Minnesota Vikings, I'm like, man, we could eat literally all day versus their tackles. All Rashawn Gary could have had five yeah. pressures, two sacks, forceful. I mean, he could have had anything he wanted against those guys. I think they're very, very below average. Preston Smith had two sacks yesterday. I know one of them like was more because of pressure up the middle. Our guys pressured up the middle all day. But Gary being in that game makes a huge difference. It's something we just, you know, we got to learn how to win with. But again, usually pressure equals picks, right? Yep. You say as a defensive line, pressure equals picks. We like the sacks. We love the sacks. We love the stats. But pressure is what makes quarterbacks turn the ball over. And unfortunately, this dude stepped into Kenny Clark coming right in his face. Dean Lowry come right in his face. Preston Smith having a hand on him. He's stepping into these and delivering the ball. And it's, again, it's just one of those deals where you, you got to take your hat off, man. And, and yeah. we did get him a couple times. Um, I know we had the – we had the rough you know, Kenny Clark had him line. in his grasp, but he reached for him too early. The Cardinal center yep. the defensive line early on. Yeah. He bull rushed yeah, the get center your feet again. And body there. Yeah, yep. he, he's like there. grabbing for him instead of instead of just keep just keep going, dude. Just keep putting mm -hmm. the center on that. his back on his back, right? Instead of reaching for him because then he stopped and then he lets the ball go. Darnell Savage gets the PI. You know, he's, he runs right in. I think it was Jefferson deep ball, right? He gets yep. that PI early on. Like those are big plays that actually Kenny Clark, man, dude, all you do is you keep pass rushing. Don't even worry about trying to grab him. Just knock, just knock him down. Because yep. 600 pounds or 700 pounds a man is going to knock down old 200-pound Kirk Cousins. Just don't even worry yeah, about yeah. it. You can breathe you know wrong I mean? on him. Breathe wrong on him, you fall. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sometimes. And, and, and what happens is in these games, it's just such a – it's a fun way to look at, at the sport because I was just really impressed with the way they decided, like, Kirk Cousins is just going to take what he could get. Running game was going to – it is what it is. We're not going to get a ton of yards, but we're going we're gonna to keep you honest. We're going to make you get in and out of personnel. Guys are going to have to run off and off the field. Communication's yeah, key and that. all this, like all this stuff matters. And then, hey, we're going to have 12 play drives. We're going to have 13 play drive, multiple double digit drives where you're going to get tired. And we know that our first defensive line is really good. 
and our second defensive line is not as good. And so right. we're just going to keep going. Hey, you're not, Kenny Clark can't play all game. He can't play every single down, right? That's not, how, that's not how this works. We're already down. We're not even talking about Z Smith, right? He's not, right. He hasn't been in. Sean Gary's out, right? Pres, Preston yeah. had a great game. You know, the rest of these guys, yeah. it's like you're starting to play backups. I, I honestly, I, number 40 played half the game. I don't even know who he is. He was probably right? called up on practice squad. That, yeah. And he's, listen, my hat's off to him because I thought he did well. Yeah. But there's a difference between him and 52. Because it's, right? it's the experience. It's the Yeah, yeah. So it's just it's just one of those things where again, those the the length of the drives, their ability to convert, and their ability for cousins to throw in the face of pressure, like almost negated how good of a game they actually had up front. Exactly. And I think that's something that Zimmer and that coaching staff can use because they got what in about another three, four weeks, they go to Green Bay. And thankfully that'll be the game plan that I would say that Zimmer will look at and look at that game film. Like, this is what we can do. We even know we're going to be, you know, on the road, different environment. It could still be effective because they're going to have the same players that they're going to have to rotate and rotate out. And if I don't know how long Rashad is going to be out, if he's in there, then we, we're going to at least test him and do the same thing. I think yeah. that's the way Zimmer uh, coaches. He's like, regardless, I know you got the, you know, we, we got our best players. Y'all have your best players, but we will test you. We're not going to just not throw the ball or not run the ball to that guy's direction. We're going to do it and see what he does. You know, how is he going to be still effective with that uh, ball coming right at him? Yeah, and, and then the last thing we got to talk about, obviously, Elton Jenkins gets hurt, and he's had such yep. a good year, and he's so valuable. But I, I have to say, you know, hoping that Myers comes back pretty soon, you know, and then right. uh, I guess the biggest question mark here is I think 73 has actually played good when he's been in there, to be, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Like, I like him, you know. I, He's he's not as he's obviously not back to He's not as good as Jenkins, but he's a serviceable player. But now you have now you kind of have a lot of serviceable players instead of like yeah. where are my stars? Bring my stars back, please. Exactly. And so you know it looks like back is not coming back at least this week, if not hopefully hopefully early hopefully in December. Right. But if he does, if we can get, I think Myers is the linchpin to everything. And it's crazy because he's a rookie. He does he he does one thing really good, and yes. then everybody else could kind of do their job. Basically, yes, he's that's just what he's, it, that's he's what Josh the, does. The the gap, like Jenkins comes back, he's better than he's better than the other guards, but the other guards mm-hmm. are doing okay, right? Yeah. And again, I'm not and like Patrick's Patrick's serviceable, but I think Myers yeah. is going to be a star. So I want Myers back in the game, and then if we can get Bakhtiari back, I just think we're going to be okay there again. Like I can't, I don't want to underscore what a loss that is because I think that guy, he's definitely. If he's not our offensive MVP, uh, aside from obviously the MVP, mm-hmm. he's pretty close, right? He's he's a guy that can literally play every position. He just steps in and keeps playing at a high level. You know, I think he had a. I, I just think he's a, a a very very unique player who's going to be a star in this league for a number of years. I'm talking about Jenkins now, but right. I do I do think if Bakhtiari gets back, I do think if Myers gets back, I do think we're okay because I think like John Runyon Jr. is has been has been good. It wasn't his best game yesterday, solid. but I, but yeah. I, but I think he's been good. So, you know, I, I feel good about, I just feel good about where we're at. This is one of those games you lose sometimes it's a learning experience, but yep, it's an eye opener. As I look at it is one yeah. of them games. You know what? We needed this game to happen now and not any time later. Um, anytime later is still okay. Because if at that time, if they're still winning, you know, and it's, it becomes their third loss like it is, then it's, it's still that situation. Okay, I would rather have this now than in February or in January. 
This was a playoff environment, too. You want to know what playoff football feels like if you're a young guy or if you're a fan watching? This is what playoff football feels like. Every time you go there, I don't care if it's game week two or week 15, man. This is playoff football when you're talking about Minnesota Vikings, Green Bay Packers. Exactly. No matter the records, throw the records out the window. That is a legit statement when you talk about that. So we'll head over and to get off my line. You got. I had. I had a little few things in here too that I watched yeah, from man. the game and then watching from pop culture that I'm seeing on TV. I'm like, what the heck's going on here? But you so know, I'm let you kick it off with this. I wanted one. to switch it up because it's Thanksgiving. I want to do a Thanksgiving edition. I was kind of thinking oh, okay. back, like I saw that. You know, I was thinking you and me when we were playing. I was like, man, what are we thankful for? And of course, this is a get in my lawn version. So I'm being kind. of This is all backhanded compliment stuff, right? Because I some of the stuff I just can't stand of what I'm seeing now. Like number one. I'm thankful when I was playing, I'm thankful that we had violent football. Like I'm thankful that a D tackle couldn't run down the field without his head on a swivel. Cause he knew I was coming for him. Right. And I knew that if I was chasing interception, I was fixing to get lit up. If I didn't get there first, I'm thankful for that because yes. I miss it. I loved it. I thought that was an integral part of the game because it established your identity and it allowed you to establish yourself as a team, as a unit. This, those were not cheap shots. Those were good football plays. And yeah. yesterday, I mean, I can't imagine how many – I really can't even think about how many roughing the passer, like, nonsense calls I saw yesterday. Yes. It might have been, like – I felt like, honestly, the yesterday the NFL doubled down because they came out with that video last week. Yeah, they came out with, like, a, uh, the, you know, these it. roughing the passers or these taunting calls, they, you know, all this nonsense. Like – Oh, it's just they're doubling down on. No, no, we're right. Everybody else is wrong. Everybody's, you know, because they know we're not going to stop watching. But I'm thankful for the violence, man. I'm thankful for the for the controlled. Right. Correct. Control league wide legal violence that we were allowed to inflict on our, our opponents. I miss it. I loved it. And what it did, though, for us, we were fully aware of our bodies and where we were at and when we needed to, like you said, head on the swivel. I learned my rookie year that I remember playing. I was out in Seattle. I was a gunner going down. And actually during the week, one of my teammates had warned me. They said, Hey, watch out for uh, Rodney Harrison, you know, pro bowl, not, you know, safety from new England. He went to, yeah, exactly. They said, he's a cheap shot artist. Amon. I'm like, really? And so watch film. Yeah. Watch film. When you, um, when we study up on, uh, their punt return, when we run down, just watch, watch them be careful. So of course I get down there, you know, I sweat off the DBs. I'm running to make my first tackle, trying to get my first tackle as a a gunner. And all I see is three, seven coming. All I see is elbow, like, (laughs) like inches from my face. And I just duck down and miss a knockout blow. And I'm like, oh, I'm surprised you saw him, man, because I don't remember him ever pitting people when, he, when they could see him. I thought it was from behind. Right. See, I called. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah he, would, he would hit people usually when their back was turned. Yeah, man. I was able fat like just as I looked at the ball, like, you know, punt me, you know, gunner, you're looking at the ball, you're looking at the returner, you're looking at the ball. And when I came down looking at the returner, he was off to the right side and I saw my peripherals. All I saw was a blur and I saw a white show. He had the elbow pad coming at my head and I just. I just fell down because if I didn't fall, I was going to get knocked out. <laughs> and that, and like you said, I, so yeah, I'm, I get your statement there because that type of violence, you know, you're a part of, you just were your awareness. I just knew yeah. that when somebody comes near me is either hit or be hit, you know, and if it was legal or not, you can't, it, you can't sit there and cry about, 
oh, why, you know, why you didn't throw the flag? It's like, look, I'm not waiting on the flag. I just know if I don't do something, if I don't dodge it, or if I don't hit him back, I'm going to get knocked out, period. And I see a lot of young players today, they want the flag, and where's the flag? Hey, bro, <laughs> we didn't have a flag. Our, our flag be, was... <laughs> and, to be clear on, and to be clear on Rodney Harrison, I'm not bad-mouthing Rodney Harrison, because great, great Rodney player, Harrison did but... everything under the rules, right? Exactly. And that was the rules of the game. And so he and like he would he would knock you over and talk trash. But it, if the the thing is like I laughed at it, I thought I always thought it was funny, but when I wasn't the dude getting hit, right? The right. dude that was getting hit, he got under his skin, and he was notorious for it. And he was really, really, I mean, he was really, really, really good, good at, at it. it. That's a skill set because he could play with that level of violence, with that yes. level of focus, and not get out of his and not get out of his own head. And exactly. Most people know his safety that. position. That, yes. Yeah, yep. that was a real exactly. skill, man. So, so, yep. so you know, respect to him. It's just a, di- it's just a different <laughs> game there, man. Like people be watching that now, like, oh my god, that's that's. I mean, are we in prison right now? What are we doing? Right. You know? So yeah. So in the being in a Thanksgiving mood. So yeah. Thank you for fullbacks. I had yes. a great fullback in William Henderson. You know, sometimes I'll say I remember you guys. You give him a hard time <laughs> in the meeting rooms and no one plays. That's because he thank- thought he was so pretty. Well, I've never yeah. seen a fullback who thought he was so pretty. But he was big he enough to get in people's model. ways. You true. You true. He did come in there. He always had his little, never had little, shirt curl, on. little curly top on, his shirt off all the time, yeah, trying to show his four pack. We were so jealous, uh, bro. Love him, he was good love him to death. But thank God for him. He was 255. He was 6'2. And he would get, he would, when he would get on point, when we get on the same flow together, he caused linebackers problems. And along with you guys, so I had six linemen pretty much one i called i called william a, a, a mobile lineman because he was out you know run, oh, run a sure. little bit better but blocker and the guy that caused problems and basically you said earlier make guys make business decisions about do i want to take this hit right now because that's 255 coming at me and then it's 220 right after that it's like oh my god <laughs> i'm, Dude, I'm what about run you, the other way what about loren remember lorenzo neal Yes, like, I remember from San Diego, played in San Diego. Well, yes, with, San Diego, uh, he, dude, he was, what's his name? Uh, Jamal Lewis and Ravens. That was him, oh, too. Oh, Ravens, right? that's right. He went to the Ravens. And yeah, he I was mean, literally he had knocking LT, dudes out. He had, I mean, dude, you just follow it. You follow where he was, and every one of those dudes had monster, monster years. Exactly. He was nasty. You know, he was like an yeah. all-state wrestler in high school, too. He's just No surprise. Those, yeah, I didn't know that, dog, but no man. surprise. Yeah, no surprise. The, the stuff, way he was man. built. I miss fullbacks, bro. I miss fullbacks. I miss her. I do. They're like, going to come, come back. Pendulum swinging back. Believe it. Yeah. If I get coaching, it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. Yeah. So our happen. next get off my lawn or, or the things I'm thankful for. Right. I was there thankful for not having to know referee names. Like, because now I hear him called so many times on TV. Oh, right. Joe Corriente. Oh, you know, they, I know every Head. damn referee's name watching the TV copy. Because they got to talk about all the bad calls that we have, or I shouldn't say bad, I should say controversial calls that we have every game. Yes, that's we a know good everybody. It. It's just like, like, like ten years ago when Madden got big and they started doing Madden rains and all these all these young kids who were playing Madden started becoming co- coaches and coordinators. And now I know all the coordinators' names instead of like just knowing about the head coach and the players. Right, dude. It went from it went from you knew about the coaches, now you know about the OCE and the DC, and now you know about the referees. Right. I just I remember the day we didn't have to know their names. Just you right. knew the first name if you were playing in the game. And that was it. That was it. it was we great. know Hockey League got a son, basically. <laughs> Ed Hockey League's son is refereeing right now just because of your point. 
Yeah, we know hey, he's how, on the field. How, how, is, does he? I think hockey. I was never understood about hockey. Lee was he did have big arms, but I wonder yeah. if he tailored his shirts. I always thought he might have tailored. Yeah, his I always you know wondered cops, that. Like cops will tailor their uniforms so their arms. Yep, my tight. brother was a cop. My brother, yeah, yeah, he told you me know that. How they yeah. do that a little bit, right? They try to look good for he you probably know. Probably was on the sneak. Yeah, man. He was taking that uniform. All right. <laughs> Sitting back there with a little uh the, 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 the dude, so kit. He got his little so kit back there. Did you Come on, yeah, ref- let's go. We got did you have a ref field, that man. uh I had one ref, I can't even remember his name now. I was just one guy though. He was a he was a prominent ref, and he would warn me about holding. Like he never called me for holding, but dude, he would warn me about holding like seven times a game every single time I played. Watch it six eight. Watch it. I'd be like, yes sir, yes sir. I watch it. Yeah, I've had referees do that for me. Say, hey, watch a three zero. You know, hold. You know, let go once you get to this point. I'm like, I know, I know. I'm, <laughs> but I'm pretty. You know, but yeah, I had that. Yes, indeed. Respect, respect, respect. So, um, I say I'm thankful for that. I'm not into reality shows because I see this dumb show coming back called Ooh, yeah. Joe Millionaire, where it's basically it's two guys that are it's like it's like Bachelor. So you got two guys though, not one. You got two guys. One is an actual millionaire and one is dead broke, I guess, or doesn't have a whole lot of money. So these ladies got to basically compete for one or is the it other. Is a dating game? It's a dating show that's coming back. So I'm like, no, this thing was around like five, six, ten years ago. I'm like, they bringing this nonsense back. Like, come on, national TV. Jesus. Man, you ruining people's mindset. What, what happened to what happened to like uh, creative content? Where I right. feel like everything's a reboot now. Do you feel like everything's yes. a reboot? Like, I just yes, thought I was like, there's is. a new Ghostbusters movie coming out. I'm like, it, it was pretty a new good. One? That's was a new it good. One? It, it, it was could, good. Look, it's not that they're bad. I'm not saying that. Like Dune, they just rebooted right. Dune. Dune was that was yep. a good movie. Great but movie. It's like I always feel like uh, we have all, 400 years of books and ideas and i'm just talking about in this you know in this country in our time right in our time right yeah it's like it's like you guys keep using the same 37 books for the for movies man like can't we go somewhere else like i i I have a limited amount of books over here but i bet you i could find a pretty good a pretty good story that you guys that nobody's heard that nobody's heard (laughs) right 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 exactly or nobody's seen before 50 years ago 30 years ago 20 years ago or 10 years ago because you know, this Hannibal, show was 10 about 10 years ago and they did it and now they rebooted it. Like, come on. And it's a reality show. I'm like, reality shows are getting rebooted now. Like, oh man. Then it's rough. It's rough in Hollywood. Nobody's being creative no more. Like you there's, said. There's a Hannibal of Carthage is an amazing. If you ever read anything about Hannibal of Carthage, he's a guy that's I heard of him. So, yes. Yeah, it, I know. It's I know an absolutely exactly amazing story. It's definitely a movie story, a movie worthy I have a story. Picture in my, and, uh, one of my and I want to think Vin, I think Vin Diesel's been trying to get this movie made for like 10 years. But they, they're trying to figure out, you know, he just put a space, he just put a, a Fiero into space or whatever in the last Fast and Furious. So I think they're probably you're like, right. Eh, I don't Come know, on. man. I don't know. I'm yeah, done. I don't know, I don't know if you're I'm the done. guy. I was done buying Fast and the Furious movies probably like 10 years ago. Once they start <laughs> jumping off cliffs and, and people holding on to helicopters, oh. you know, not getting ripped apart, I was done. And then they, <laughs> like you said, put a Fiero in space. I only saw that because I was on an airplane. So I already paid for my ticket. So it was on the little TV. So that's why I watched it. I was like, they just put Tyrese and Ludacris, probably the one of the greatest rappers alive in the outer space in a movie. Like, come on. And this is a car movie. This is like Smokey and the Bandit on steroids. That's what this movie, that's what Fast and the Furious is. It really is. You remember dude. Smokey and the Bandit from the 80s? Good old oh, I fashioned. I can good sing old the fashioned. song for you right now if you want, man. He's bound and down. Oh, oh, oh man. Sucking. A great buddy movie. You know, Smokey and Bandit, great buddy movie. Mm-hmm. 
they took that that recipe and then they started off good with you know with, with Paul Walker and Vin Diesel getting their buddy buddy on you know God rest his soul but then they took it to a whole nother dimension now they are in another galaxy doing these Fast and the Furious movies I don't know what it is but it is it's there even though we're talking about Joe Millionaire but like I said stop it get off my line with that that's that's why I'm I'm thankful I'm I say I'm kind of bitter that it's back but I'm thankful I don't watch it. I don't know why I just right. saw the commercial because I'm watching NFL football. I'm like, what the heck? What the heck going on here? <laughs> what you got for this next one? And then this next one I got, I'm just like, really? I say, I know they got injuries talking about Titans beating Texans yeah. beating the Titans. I'm like, what? Wait a time, time out. I mean, I was like, I think they were gonna be the other team to go undefeated along with the Lions or defeated. I mean, defeated along with the Lions, but then somehow. I didn't watch the game. I saw a few of the highlights. I thought of Tyrod Taylor. Well, they got him. Back I watched there. this game. Okay. So here's you know the thing more about the Tennessee I just know Tyrod scored a touchdown. That's all I know. So here's the thing about the Tennessee Titans, honestly. The Tennessee Titans really don't. So, you know, like the last couple of weeks, they've been playing some like offensive lines and quarterbacks that hold the ball, and they just have mm-hmm. their stats have been out of this world. And it's kind of like, you know how it is. Like you talk yourself into reality, right? Yeah. Where teams all of a sudden look better than they are from like a defensive pass rush standpoint or something like guys are getting more like, uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, Simmons had like three and a half sacks versus the Rams. He had two more the next week. He had like three the for the entire for season Clemson. before that. You're right. That plays for Arizona. No, no, no. I'm Simmons, talking about Justin Isaiah. Simmons. It plays for oh, uh, Justin Simmons. 98. For, oh yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. The big D so, lineman that so caused he, problems. Yeah. yeah so, so, but then you, and then like you just sit there and watch tape and you're like, they're just the same guys that have been there this whole time. Like, they, they didn't get any better. Like, these guys are just like Matthew Stafford's patting the ball 27 times. You know, it's just like people are making mistakes, right? Yep. And Crazy. so so the Texans just went in there and like, yeah, man, we play you guys twice a year. We know how good you are. Like, this isn't a big deal. And then Tannehill, he had his, probably his worst day as a pro. He had like yeah. four picks. You know, it's, it's he's a, man, he's a game manager. He's definitely yep. a game manager. Yeah, he, he, he just had a bad – he had a bad day at the office. Um and I think, like, I, I want to say the Texans had like 150 yards offense total. Like, maybe they, they weren't, yeah, they weren't, they weren't like, they weren't crushing it, but yeah. All right. What's the next one for you here? <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, I, I'm thankful. I am thankful. And this goes back to this game. I'm thankful that we had a strong identity with our running game. We knew exactly okay. what we were trying to accomplish. Exactly. Yep. Right. We Blushing knew exactly what it was we were trying to accomplish. And that, like for me, that's what we were missing yesterday. Is again, we talk about why you running, why you trying to run the stretch. We got to run downhill against these guys. Like, exactly. let's just be smart about this. Yep. You know, that's something I hit on. I was like, you got the a, a top, you got a defense. Obviously, from a stat wise, in certain areas, they're not the best. But when you look at them, if you just look at them, because for one, you play them twice a year, you have that respect for the coaching staff. This is a solid defense. And to not have it where you're going to blood, you know, run the ball like we did, we will look at the Bears, we will look at the Vikings, we will look at the Lions. And, and when we had those out-of-conference games, we looked at Carolina, we looked at Seattle, we looked at um, New England. We're going to beat you up with the run. That's it. And I remember a comment I said during when we were playing. Um, I said, it's like Novocaine. Is this, we going to inject it. It's going to take a little time, but it's, it works every time. You know, maybe we get two yards, like I said, two yards here. Like that chart, like the chart you mentioned that about Derrick Henry per quarter or average. I bet you do the same thing for my career. It's the same thing because oh, for sure. It's just it just takes time. You know, don't go, don't be afraid and go away from it. So stick with it. You got, like you say, you got 250, and the kid's only 21 years old, 22 years old in that backfield. Give him the rock. 
give him he can handle, at least he can 20 carries. 300 a season, right? He can handle 300 right. carries a season. Yeah. Give but you think about 20. Adrian Peterson, like, just go back. Like, Adrian Peterson, think about how many carries he got for the first eight years of his career, man. Yeah. The insane amount of carries. Everyone's like, oh, you're going to get tired. He's like, no, nah, I'm pretty good, actually. I take pretty good care of myself. And, uh, that's what I was saying. I'm like, yeah, it's like, what do you, I was like, what do we, he, he, he almost used to look at people like, why would we have two backs? You know what I mean? He's like, yeah. why do we do that? Because you have me. No, I don't need anybody else. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I get having two or three backs. Like, I get it playing complimentary foot, like football, but it is kind of, it's also funny when you think about just like from his perspective, he's like, I'm Adrian Peters, man. Like, why would I have, why would I have two backs? You don't need another right. back. I, I, I'm all day. Me. That's his nickname. Right. I'm all yeah. day. Yeah, All right, what's the next one? Here, and then they yeah, so I, I'm thankful for rivalries, man. This this game is still a rivalry, and and yes. I know you and I've talked about this before. The to me, the Vikings Packers game was the rivalry of the NFC North. Right? Well, I didn't. We didn't really consider the Bears our rival. We didn't really consider the Lions our rival. The people we had to play twice a year. We talk about mm-hmm. a rivalry that I know when I got drafted that year, Randy Moss showed up, and they were like, "Oh, um, he just dropped three on us on Monday Night Football, and they killed us." So the next year we went out and we drafted first round, second round, and then finally third round with Chi-Town Mike. We drafted three DBs just to play against this dude that was killing us with Dante Culpepper and Chris Carter. They had yes. like Jake they had Reed. Randall McDaniel and all these great dudes on their offense. Their yep. offensive line, Robert Todd Stussy, uh, Matt oh Burke, we have Robert Griffin in the backfield, pre-med Ohio State, like yeah, remember he retired. Dude, he gave up like a twenty-six million dollar contract. Yeah, he was like, "Nah, I'm good. I'm gonna go back to school." But that dude was legit, right? He was a legit smooth player, right? Yeah, he was like Sean Alexander runner. before Sean Alexander. Yeah, long stride runner. Yeah, yeah, he was a great player. So they that was a and John Randall. I could start going on defense too, but they're just a really, really good squad. It was always a hard game going up to Minnesota back then. We talked about the video before. Like I just always. You circled that one in your calendar, man. Like, I didn't circle too many games on my calendar every year, but that one was always circled. No matter who they had, like, if it was Randall, it was Chris Hovan, like, who, no matter who I was playing against, it was like, this is always going to be a good game. I always look forward to it. I didn't even talk about Pat Williams and Kevin Williams, who came up a little bit later, man. Kevin was legit. Right, Kevin, oh, my God. Yeah. I saw I – was, I, was, I was on social media a few weeks ago, and it happened on uh, Instagram. And they Instagram, NFL created an account called NFL Throwback. Okay. And it has, you know, players from our time. And they had a clip of, they had about five or six clips of Kevin Williams from the middle. So I was like, oh, stuff I didn't even see because I remember playing against him. I'm like, God, this dude is a headache. He dude, is he, every... he stabbed me Woo! one time. I remember I tried to short set him. I didn't bring my second step. He stabbed me in the chest and I just went down like a sack of potatoes. Like, <laughs> lucky Brett was just like, it was all a quick hitch. But I was like, dude, what? I couldn't even believe it happened. It was like one of those deals. <laughs> I might as well have been on ice skates. Like, man, he just hit me yeah, that hard? Yeah, he's heavy. Golly. Yeah, watching that, yeah, watching that fun film, stud, heavy, athletic, uh, would get you know, use his power and strength. We played at Oklahoma State. It was just mm-hmm. like, how did they find this guy? It was just amazing. He was a solid uh, player for the Vikings that was a head caused the headache. So, I'm gonna wrap it up. Uh, wrap up, uh, get off my block. Is I did, I, I'm in Omaha now, I'm in my hometown. They had a nice little esports event I helped organize, and in one of the booths, we had a retro gaming area. So I'm like, I'm thankful for I had Tech Mobile in my life oh, growing nice. up as a kid. Yes. Playing Tech Mobile, the first Tech Mobile, you get the Chicago Bears, you get Walter Payton, you literally can run the ball every play. <laughs> you didn't have to throw it to Willie Goat at all because Walter Payton was going to take it to the house. Or if you wanted to go AFC, you play with the Raiders, get Bo Jackson, don't even have to throw, throw the ball. 
I remember Bo Jackson was un, he was untackable, right? Untackable. Yeah, he was. You imagine that good. Cheat, he was literally a cheat code. That was the first cheat code was Tech Mobile, man. Bo Jackson. Tech Mobile. And you didn't so, have yes. to go. You didn't have to go up, down, A B B B A A up, left, right. We had you four just had buttons. To go you Bo got Jackson, AB. done. Exactly. You you, you do either up, up <laughs> A or up or down B. That's it. Two. It was like three plays he had. The other one was to the fullback. I think it was Tom Rathman at that time. I love it. I'm thankful for having Tech Mobile in my life because between elementary school all the way to high school. Me and my buddies would come home from high school, do her, you know, getting on my man's living room. Unfortunately, my best friend Andy, his mom, living room was destroyed because we would fight from, you know, between losing. And we were like, bro, I mean, and we, her, she had a screen door mic. That screen door, she stopped replacing it after a while because she said, you guys just throw each other through it too much. I'm not fixing it no more. <laughs> so it was because of Tech Mobile. So yeah, thank you that I had Tech Mobile in my life. So that is definitely one thing I am thankful for uh, here. So uh, players of the game, uh, I'm like, I was like a long weekend. I didn't even have time to put one up. So I'm like, Gosh, yeah. no players of the game. I mean, I, I, it was Parker's some good had, plays though. Players Preston, did show up. Preston Smith had two sacks. It was good to see him get yeah. get in the backfield, have two sacks. Kenny Clark was dominant um, on defense. He, just a dominant player, honestly. Just a mm -hmm. dominant, dominant player right now. Uh, running, running, he's getting a lot better in the past. Um, and then maybe offensively, gosh, that's such a great question. I mean, I mean, Aaron I played, know. you know, Aaron played like he, you know, he please showed up and did what he needed to do. But those MBS had a great there. game. I mean, MBS yes, had good did. numbers. And then obviously, look, um, look, well, same, same Brown, Devontae was Devontae, and Devontae. Is, Devontae. You know, like it's, just, it's always to, tough. To, it's like, do you want to give? Do you want to give Aaron Rodgers and Devontae the game ball every week? It's like, you, probably you know what could. I mean? But they probably deserve it this week for sure. So, <laughs> so definitely there. We'll just say them too to make it easy on ourselves here. Um, and so around the league, we go back, we go up in here, and we see, you know, we watch the Patriots. Oh wait a minute, here we we go from the top. Yeah, Patriots subtly, just quietly doing their Bill Belichick thing, where you know he doesn't like to do interviews, but they're winning games. You know, they beat the Falcons, even though it's a team they should beat, obviously. But they still, it's 25 old. They beat, they, they beat the brakes off them on defense. Right. The, I didn't Matt watch the Ryan, game, but. What, they have four picks? Score. Was it? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, that was a, was a Thursday night game? Thursday night game, man. That's right. That's right. It was an early week game. That's Matty right. Ice, I remember Matty seeing, Ice I, melting I over the there. Yeah, it wasn't. He wasn't happy. He, and he got turfed, though, I think. he Some of his uh, throwing. I saw him when he got sacked one of those times. It looked like he got up. He was grabbing his big toe. I think so that was he, his feelings, man. He left his feelings on the turf. His feelings, his feelings was on the turf. That was it, tough it fell off through his big toe. <laughs> and then my man, uh, Wisconsin running back, Jonathan uh, Taylor, doing his thing with uh, the Colts. And they they've kind of, I say, stifle the Bills, give them an Iowa opener. You know, Taylor, 32 carries, 185. This is what I'm talking about. 32 yeah. carries, 185 yards rushing. Four touchdowns by Jonathan it's, Taylor. It's you know That's I, I love I love what Frank Reich does, man. Frank Reich had to he basically had to resurrect Carson Wentz, right? Yeah, Carson Wentz was did. good for the year that he had him over the over in Philly, and then he was injured, but not good last time he played there. Got booed out of the place. Yep, he looked like he was. Just he's not, he not, was struggling early. No he had more. you know he had the remember he had the two hurt ankles, and we're like, golly, and a knee. Then he had ankles. a knee. But now yep. he's but now he's efficient. They're not asking him to do a lot. They're like, hey, our offensive line's a powerhouse offensive line. We got this dude who is a, is a bona fide MVP candidate right now in, in Jonathan Taylor, and he can just yes, run is. and make plays. We can set everything off of our offensive line and our running back. 
right? Everything else can come off of that. We don't, we can play complimentary offensive football. And I, I just love the way they're playing. I just think that's like, for me, old school guy, like that is a sustainable mm-hmm. way to create a Super Bowl caliber team. Because again, for all the, for all the reasons that we struggled on defense yesterday, that's why that's such, that's such a good offensive role uh, game plan. Yeah, because it's, it keeps everybody – I say it doesn't protect anybody because obviously you're playing a game, but it basically makes it real easy for you to call plays. You know the situation, regardless of it's, you know, first down and 10 or if it's, you know, third and two, you know what you could do, or third and five, you know what you could do because you know what? I'm picking five yards, a, a pop running the ball, I'll just hand it off. Or I'll do a play action off that because now the defense, we're being, they have to be honest because we're killing them in the run game where they can't, you know, send a blitz or send a disguised coverage at us, you know, in that process to try to make a stop uh, running the ball. So really great, a great, a great offensive scheme right there. So Ravens beat the Bears uh, 16 to 13. Um, Montgomery um, is back from injury. Uh, David Montgomery and uh, has a good time running. I had, a, I say an efficient day, 58 yards rushing. And then Lions still um, trying to get a win, even though they got that tie last week against the Browns, 13 to 10. And then, like, you know, that game, you know, Baker Mayfield got booed in his own stadium. In that game. Did he? Oh, man. I, like I said, I was at, I was at an esports event all day, so I didn't get a chance to like, like sit down and do my Sunday watching the NFL ball. But he got booed. I did not know that. Yeah. And like the guys hurt, like, you know, I feel I like the guy. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, he's a competitor. If, if, if you told tell. me Baker Mayfield was going to be my quarterback, I'd be like, oh, cool. Let's go win some I'm games. I'm OK with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, everyone's got limitations, man. But like he seems like the kind of first of all, seems like a guy you want to be around. Yep, he's which is important. Team, Believe it or not, that's yeah, important exactly. in the huddle, right? Yep. He's got talent. Yeah, does he have some limitations? Yeah, is there things? But but his limitations play into what I want to do as an offensive lineman anyways. I'm more than happy. What you want to do as a running back anyways. Your run game is going to be the focal point of your offense if he's your quarterback, right? You're mm-hmm. playing complimentary yeah, football. Sure. So I'm more than happy to have that guy. He's playing injured. Dude's got like a broken bone in his left shoulder. His knee's yep. jacked up. Now his wife went out and like got on social media and like retweeted or something like something. Oh something lord! About other guys need to toughen up or some nonsense. It's oh like, what no! Are you I'll doing, be like, man? Stay, keep off the social yes. media. You got a great life. You got a progressive commercial, man. Just keep it down. Yeah, keep that. Right? Yeah, don't. Yeah, keep it quiet, bro. Oh, he got. I didn't know wife. He got on the mic yeah. like that. No, no. Come on, Baker. Get it. Talk to her. Talk to her, man. But DeAndre Smith Swift. For the Detroit Lions has 14 carries, 136 yards. So he totaled that rock for the Lions, even though it was a loss for them. And we already mentioned uh, the tech, the Texans and Titans. They go uh, to Tennessee, beat them in their home stadium, 22 to 13. And then um, we got Dolphins and Jets, uh, AFC East, and this is a battle of the bads. I just watched. <laughs> the, I just watched the, that the, game. Let me tell the, you the something. battles of the not so goods here. That 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 defense for the Jets. And Robert Sala, when Robert Seller got hired, I'm going like, man, this guy's great. I love what he's doing. I love his enthusiasm. Exactly. 49er, defensive field. coordinators, and defense, good Lord, Super Bowl playoff, AG, right. they make, I mean, they make unmentionable mistakes in the secondary. Like, guys are literally 20 yards open. Mo- not mm. once, not t- multiple times during the game. Two is, it looked like two was playing catch with nobody else on the field. Like, it wow. was that wide open a handful of times in the game. You couldn't even believe it. Right, and, and they're maybe just like just a, the way they play. Like they take on double teams. Like, like when they take out a double team, if I'm double teaming with the tackle, like right. man, you got to take, you got to go into me, you got to go into that guy, you got to turn your shoulders, you got to do something different. This dude, they're just to trying to fight him every single time. They're just getting walked back. 
right into yeah. like they said got cj mosley man like cj mosley's back there like can somebody help me you know what i mean like he's getting pushed back into it's like it's crazy i just don't understand what they're trying to accomplish it's really yeah. weird game to watch weird you game. know you but, know the dolphins aren't very good offensively. right unfortunately they're they're struggling offensively and you probably look at i say i look at it as where new defense a coordinator and our defense or head coach with a defensive mind in sala uh and just adjusting to the, the the concept or the thing the scheme of the defense maybe that i try, I try to throw that out there be yeah. to be a pro but then at the end of the day too you're a player you've been playing since whatever you know 10 years old hey i'm hey, i'm gonna just make plays you know what i don't understand the defense i had plays you know i had times when i was between seattle and coming into green bay my first few years it's like sometimes i didn't understand the play but i'm a football player i see the play happening in front of me okay i need to do this then I don't, if I don't know under if I don't quite understand what the coach was trying to coach me up on at the moment, but I, you know what I'll make a play here because I see it coming at me. So it's it's guys that sometimes I say look maybe they're not going into that aspect of their self. Like wait a minute I can make a play. I, could do I don't this think people though. do that as much as they used to. Ag, there's that's a whole I longer agree. philosophical discussion, but I, I don't <laughs> think I I don't think athletes have the capacity to be creative in that sense because we have babied them so much. I think it's very difficult yeah. for a lot of even professional level athletes to be creative when things are going poorly. And that's special. And it's just like you said, being it's like I said, it's just being a football player. Like, you know how to play football, right? Hey, make a play. So we go down the line here and wrap it up. We got uh, the Saints losing to the Eagles 29 to 40. Um, and, Saints going up to Philadelphia. He's looking good, man. Jalen Hurts looking good now. Yeah, he's looking real good. Yeah, he had a good game. Finally started running the ball. Running. They stopped trying, to, they stopped trying to make him drop back every damn play. So let him run the ball. Yeah, that's the only one thing I don't like when you have a mobile quarterback. He's like, don't do that. Or, or stay in that pocket, read a little longer. I'm like, you want to coach him to that, but keep him with that talent that he that he has. You know, he has two things. He has a leg, I mean, an arm that he could throw the ball with, and he has two legs that could get him on the run to get him out of situations like he had a touchdown run or several touchdown runs. So don't don't coach him out of that. That's where I see, and I know coaches overcoach sometimes a player when they have certain things that they could do, but trying to keep them in safety, you know, so I guess not to turn the ball over or whatever the reason they're trying to say, don't do that. It's like, come on, man, let him play, let him play. So the Washington football team beating the, the Panthers, in, a, in an interesting game, Cam had a great game, but you know all the highlights with Cam. But when you when you actually look at it, the Washington team, put the football team actually won the Heineke. game. Heineke, yep, Heineke, hey, he's a player, man. I said this long. Like he, he can got play, that, huh? Yeah, he's got that number four on. He's like filtering in his. He's summoning his Brett Favre, the ghost of Brett Favre, right now. I think he's a tough kid, man. I like watching him play, man. I I think that I think the Panthers are. They made the right call, though. It looks like, right? Yeah, for sure. I think Mc- yep, I think McCaffrey played yesterday. Yeah, so he they did. got him no, back. He, did. he got me right? big fantasy points. I'm happy. He's back. Yep. <laughs> Cam Cam looks like he's healthy because again, when he the Panthers, you start talking about his last couple of years, he just hasn't been mm-hmm. healthy. It wasn't like he couldn't play. It's not like he forgot how to play football. He just wasn't healthy, and so yeah, he was beat we, up. We make yeah. all these things about his dress and the videos he makes and his flamboyance. It's like no. You only really care if he can perform on the field, and that only he can perform as long as he's healthy. Let's not make this more than it is, right? Exactly. He's got a big personality. He's done it. Nobody's ever done more for the community than Cam Newton's done for that yeah. for that community. I agree. Okay, with so that. Let's start. Let's start with that. So he's a hero there, regardless. But if he's healthy, he's actually going to help that football team in a great way. In a, in a great way, and he, he's and he's coming on at a right time because they're still in in the hunt. 
um, for playoffs for that that division, the um, NFC South. So that's good for them. And uh, Matt Rule um, doing a good job coming in his way, his second year already. So uh, 49ers then beat up on the Jaguars. The Jaguars actually got two wins now, but it wasn't against the 49ers. They lose 30 to 10 there. And then the Bengals you know, get back on the high on the win stroke, beating the Raiders. That right, that's 32. What are, to, what are the Raiders doing? 32 here? to 13. I, hey, I don't know. I think it's maybe everything is catching up to them. You know, well, it's just like uh, the Bengals don't even have a good defense. Like we saw it a couple weeks ago. Right. Like Derek Carr was an MVP candidate. We like five weeks into the season, and now they're dropping thirteen points. Like, what do you? Yeah. What? And he's a thrower. Yeah. It's not like it's not like it's Josh Allen where he like he can do both. So like maybe he like without watching the game, like oh maybe he ran or something. It's like no, dude. They just. I just watched about half of that game just to see right. kind of because I was curious. You know, it's like start watching some highlights mm-hmm. and it's it's no. an ugly game all the way around. But it's crazy. Like it took. It was like four minutes into the highlight room before I saw a Raiders highlight. They just they couldn't move the ball. They couldn't do anything. All right. And then we wrap it up with uh, Cowboys and Chiefs. Cowboys losing nine to 19. And then the Cardinals are uh, we got Cardinals and Steelers. Cardinals versus the Seahawks, 23 to 13. And the Steelers losing in a close one to the Chargers. That was a good game. Uh, on the, yeah. Yeah. It looks like it on the road. 37 to 41. So they kind of get back on the road because they are uh, on the win stroke because they lost last week in the game. They should have yeah, won. Justin but... Herbert's the real deal. He's a, he's a great player, man. I mean, he, I believe he that. Just sling it. It. Exactly. He Since last year. It. I mean, actually, yeah. I'm looking at his stats here. He he led with passing and rushing. Okay. Oh, he had you, nine carries bro, for they were, they were like making Lamar Jackson references yesterday. Like he was nuts. The way what they what they basically did was, you know, Steelers got a game plan to beat him. So every time they went man in the back release and they saw that linebacker take off. Right. They highlighted this like four or five times in the game, and he would just bounce because it's like Cam Hayward, Cam Hayward's running on him, but like TJ mm-hmm. Watt's not there. So it's like these guys can get to him, but they can't get him because he's faster. But he just turned he's the corner an and take off. He was just he was killing it. He's he an athlete, man. It. Yeah, since last year, the way he when we talked about him early on other podcasts, when he got thrust into the role as a quarterback coach, as a quarter starting quarterback, he's on the sidelines, rookie year. Oh, uh, Tyron's out. He got a, a punctured lung. Um, you got to go play. And I was like, that's the best way to get into a situation because you got no time to think, no time to summarize or get anxious. You know what? I got to go. All right, put the helmet on. Let's go get in the huddle, boom, plays. And and he just come out and just firing. And he's, and he's then now I knew, I was like, his career is going to be a pretty, it's going, I can't wait to see that what his end game of career is going to look like. I can't wait because it's going to be great numbers. And just now he's got to get into the situation of getting to the playoffs, through the playoffs, to now have that, you know, potentially have that NFC or AFC championship on the belt and obviously get into the Super Bowl. That's just the next steps for him in terms of his his development as a quarterback in the NFL. Definitely yeah. love it so far. So, man, great show today. And we got next week, we got the Rams, Mr. Aaron Donald coming to town along with, uh, what's the head coach, uh, McVay, who is, uh, he actually is a Campbell Soup guy now, Mike, too. He's, he's been doing Campbell That's Soup right. commercials, if well, you haven't I'll noticed. You, hey, if you notice it again, listen, here's what happens, right? I bet you, since he shot that video, what's their record? They they lost a couple yeah. games. That's what I'm, hey, listen, it's not a coincidence. It's just what I happens. I believe it, too. I believe like, it, man, too. We, I, I, thought you, I thought you didn't have any free time. Remember, he's always like, oh, I'm up at 4 a.m. here all night, blah, blah, blah. You had time to shoot a soup commercial. Exactly. Where'd you find that time? Exactly. Exactly. Big question. Exactly. I hear you there. So, uh, everybody, you could download the podcast wherever you download your Apple, your podcast, the Apple Podcast, Spotify, what have you. Rate us, review us. We love that. Give us that feedback because that makes us get better. And then you could go into Twitter 
to on my block is the uh, Twitter handle, and that's O N underscore M Y underscore block on Twitter. You know, send us messages. We actually put out the tweet once everything is up and loaded, and then we you can look at um, what we posted. Mike sends it to me. I retweet it, and we have some fun. So I'm on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Amon Green Thirty. Um, you can find me all one word and Facebook and Mike, let everybody know where you can find yourself on social media. Yeah. Twitter handle at unrivaled ESS and then process to perform on Instagram. Yeah. Check us out next week. We'll, uh, we'll have another good show for the, uh, for the Rams and Jalen Ramsey's coming to town. Jalen Ramsey, Devontae Adams, what a matchup that's going to be. I can't, Serious I can't wait for this to be a fun game. Yeah. This is going to be like that, uh, Deion Sanders, Michael Irvin type matchup. You know, I don't know if they're going to have a few, a fisticuffs though, like they did. <laughs> Or Jerry Rice and Deion. I, just, I Jerry, remember it. Jerry Rice was the one, but man, he like Deion Sanders trying to sh- shake his hand before the game, like getting he's getting his head. Deion Sanders yeah. got in his head, I thought. You if anybody so, hasn't ever watched Rice? that YouTube video, man, did you get Jerry like Jerry Rice versus Deion Sanders? You got to watch that video. It's it's worthwhile. Yeah, there's videos on, that on YouTube, man. They get they get into it. It's, I'm gonna it's watch that. I want to see if Jerry Rice uh, he let Deion get in his head. I would love to see that because he usually yeah, was, he didn't. He was that guy that you just couldn't rattle no matter what, even you couldn't even hurt him. Like even if hurt, he's playing with a separated shoulder in the Super Bowl. So things like that. He was. Yeah. It's probably fuck. unfair for to say, right. Cause like, again, like when you watch those things, it's you, they're, 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 they're dialed in just on those two players. You don't know where the ball's coming from. You don't know what mm-hmm. the route's supposed to be, but then like Dion gets a pick or something like that. And it's like, where he breaks up a pass. It's like, man, it, maybe it was him. Maybe it wasn't, but right. When you think about players now, and you think about okay, Jerry Rice wouldn't even like Megatron, and then Jerry Rice just from a body frame standpoint, right? Right, and then like deep, but like Dion or Jerry Rice was route running and everything, hands everything like so mm-hmm. superior, everything. Everything. right? Mentality, work ethic. Dion Sanders, is there talent. anybody faster just, than Dion Sanders? I mean, right. still like pure talent, right? Yeah, I mean, just unbelievable. And it's like everybody, you always think about how. Uh, players are like evolving and like you you'll look back like basketball players in the 50s couldn't have played now but like your michael jordan could play now and like bas- yes. football players in the 50s could like offensive linemen in the 50s are like 250 right they couldn't brown. play now but you're like jim brown Deion sanders could play now oh jim brown exactly. jim brown could play any jim position he wanted now. to right now anything right? yeah <laughs> strong safety linebacker Imagine if you want. What if he had decided to like, man? I might just go ahead and mess around and play twelve years instead of eight. Like, imagine what hit. Oh my god, he would have rushed for like twenty thousand yards. Oh, dude, he was like, or Barry. Imagine if Barry Sanders had been like, hey, you know what, Detroit Lions? Like, I'm gonna go ahead and ride with you for a little bit longer, even though you won't give me any talent around me. Right. Right. (laughs) At least get to the playoffs. I want to get to playoffs, win the game, and uh, he would have had over twenty thousand easy by himself, literally. No That's why when everybody talks lineman. about Emmett Smith being the rushing leader, I'm like, yeah. If you ever watched like when Emmett Smith, I don't know how you feel about Thurman Thomas, but I was like Emmett Smith, Thurman Thomas, and Barry Sanders were All three, respect, two, no. one in that order for me. Those it was, are the guys I grew up watching. Yes. Yeah, I, Emmett Smith Highly was respect. amazing, but it was like he had five All Pros on the offensive line. He yep. had Jay Novacek. He had he had, he had Larry Bruce Johnson. He had Troy Aikman. He had Michael Irvin. He had Alvin Harper. Like his Larry whole Allen. team was all. They weren't Pro Bowlers. His whole team was all pros. Right, all pro Hall of Fame, Hall of yes. Fame offensive line, dude. And then you look at Thurman Thomas, like he was nasty. Like I yeah. thought he was good, right? I thought he was like he he to me was a top three. And then when I watched Barry Sanders, I know, and then you know Barry obviously Oklahoma State Thurman Thomas takes over all of a sudden breaks all his records and yep. 
you imagine it's it's always a it's always the what if game, but like it does matter. Like players don't understand this. I used to tell these guys in Miami, like it matters where you get drafted, dude. Like it it, big it makes a it makes a big difference. Like you still have a great career, but like Barry Sanders in against behind the Dallas offensive line, dude. There's not right. even a rec- the record book. They, the record books would have incinerated. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Doesn't make sense, right? Doesn't add up, man. So, a uh, great show, man. And uh, catch you next week. And we, like I said, you got Rams coming to town, so that's what we're gonna be talking about. All right, Mike. Catch you then. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Determination comes in many forms, but always starts with a Dunkin' Run. So take your medium or larger coffee in one hand and grab a dollar donut in the other. No matter how you run, Dunkin' Run. A one dollar donut with any medium or larger coffee. Excludes specialty donuts and fancies. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Term supply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.